I believe the ministry that he gave is very much needed. I need it. And I'm certain that every one of us have the same sense that we need that kind of stirring ministry to reach our consciences, to give us fresh courage to stand for God. I thank God for the ministry. I am going to attempt to aim at your heart. Unless the Spirit of God applies the word to your heart and mind, it will not be effective. But let me read with you first of all in Psalm 27. <clears throat> One thing, verse 4. A lady told me yesterday I don't, don't give people time to find the Scripture before I start to read, so I'm trying to give you time. Verse 4 of Psalm 27. One thing have I desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. 29. Psalm 29. I'm reading uh, verse 2. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Psalm 90. Psalm 90. I'm reading at verse 17, the last verse of the psalm. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us. And establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. Psalm 110. 110. The most quoted portion from the Old Testament in the New Testament. Verse 1. The Lord said unto my Lord, Sit thou on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. The Lord shall send forth the rod of thy strength out of Zion. Rule thou in the midst of thine enemies. Thy people shall be willing in the day of thy power, in the beauties of holiness. Thou hast the dew of thy youth. I want to read one more verse. It's found in Isaiah. It's been quoted several times at the conference already. It's Isaiah chapter 33. Isaiah 33 and verse 17. Thine eyes, Isaiah 33 and 17, thine eyes shall see the king in his beauty. They shall behold the land that is very far off. Can I read the last clause again with you, please? They shall behold the land that has no horizons, that has no limits, the limitless land. I have a New Testament verse that proves that what I have just read from the Psalms and from Isaiah 33, that these verses are describing the glories and beauties of the Lord Jesus. I have a verse that tells us that. Very lovely verse. It is Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 26. It says, For such an high priest became us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, 
separate from sinners, and made higher than the heavens. Now, the word holy that he's used in that verse, as I have said a number of times, it is a most unusual word. It is not the usual word for the Holy God or the Holy Spirit or the Holy Scriptures. It is not the usual word at all. It is a word that is only used about eight times. And it actually means beautiful. Now, here's the problem that I have. Maybe you have the same problem. I am not sure you do. But maybe you have this problem. Very difficult in my mind to relate holiness to beauty. Do you have a problem like that? There's something there that my mind just will not grasp. But wait a moment. Wait a moment. If the incarnation had never happened, if God had never sent His own Son into our world, we would have no way of relating holiness to beauty. Because the only place where there is a true expression, a true revelation of holiness, and yet surpassing beauty is in the blessed person of our Lord. In Him there was perfect holiness. In Him He was altogether lovely. So, let me tell you what I have in mind. If I, if I tell you and don't make it